This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody, on this beautiful day. It's October 15th, Thursday. We're, we're really grateful that you would take time out of your day to be with us and get into the Word of God on Morning Breath. That's what Morning Breath is all about, spending time with Jesus. We do a devotion, sometimes at night and then in the morning, sometimes in the morning, depending on your style or you know what you like to do. You read a chapter of the Bible, and uh, that's what we do, spend some time with the Lord. Then we come down here to the studio we have at the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center. We read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter after we read it. And I do this with a co-host. I keep saying we. My co-host today is Pastor David Gammon. How you doing, Pastor David? I'm doing great, Pastor Dan. I'm doing super great. I mean, I'm excited for the chapter today. John 17 is yeah, like, pretty it's well. a big Jesus prayer. It's so a big one. It's it's exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. And I, I even as I uh, read this, I thought how how exciting it must have been. And I don't know if they missed the moment because sometimes I've seen moments with God and not really realized how big they were till later. But if they did, as you sat there, you know, I don't know, maybe you believe in closing, not you out there, David, but you out there, however you close your eyes and pray. But if Jesus was praying, I would have one eye open. Right. And how, how exciting it would be to see Jesus talk to his father and pray for me. Uh, it just, you know, it's a little bit mind blowing to think that these guys were sitting there, were involved in this prayer, mm-hmm. and uh, hearing Jesus pray for them. I'm thinking, well, I wonder if that prayer will get answered. Uh, yep, I right. think so. I think that one's I good. I think that one's good. <laughs> yep. Okay, that, that's taken care of too. Oh, Jesus is asking the Father. So it is a cool prayer, and it is really Jesus praying for himself and him praying for his disciples and then him praying for the entire church. So it's in, it's incredible. It's amazing. And I tell you what, I love that connection. And we want you to stay connected. We want yeah, you to stay on. connected when we're doing morning breath. And a great way to do that is go to our website. That's eccc.us. And the morning breath tabs there. Go ahead and click on that. It's super easy to find. Um, anything East Coast in our culture and inside of our church, anything East Coast related, a great way to uh, stay connected with what we're doing is just get our app. Go to your mobile app provider, <clears throat> put in East Coast app. You should be able to find it real easy, and then that'll give you the events we're doing. You know what? We're meeting in person again. We're meeting in person. We have a great online service. So wherever you're at inside this season of life in your heart, we have a church service for you. And also another great way to stay plugged in is follow us on our social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. We have a lot going on. We're doing everything we can to get the gospel out and to help you take your next steps with Jesus. Yes, and we would love to meet you if you started coming to East Coast during this pandemic online. We would love to see you at one of our live services somewhere, get to know you, get to meet your family, and uh, let's take some of the next steps that are available to you that way. Um, we also would just... To check out things we do, you can check out Pastor Matt and Jessica on their podcast. It's a video podcast, and that's pretty cool. And you do that on YouTube. You can go over on YouTube, Morning Breath on YouTube, and see what they're doing there. They do the Monday program uh, on the air. They do it on the radio, too. You hear their voices on the radio, but this is an added way you can kind of connect with them as you're maybe learning about the church. Right. Oh, man. So I'll tell you what. We've got, we've got uh, 30, 20 
26 chapters, or 26 verses. I was going to say 26 chapters. That's going to take us a week. Um, I'm going to read through 13 then. Let's just split it right in half. All right. That Uh, worked for you? Yep, I got NLT. I got New King James. I know that's surprising. (laughs) For those of you that are new around here, I always read New King James. But for those of you who are not new, it is probably not not surprising. Anyway, let's get into it. Um, um, Yeah, I'm going to read John 17. Here we go. Pastor Dan, I say to you, read, sir. Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son also may glorify you. As you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. For I have given to them the words which you have given me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came forth from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but I pray for those whom you have given me, for they are yours, and all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. Now, I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you, Holy Father, Keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me I have kept, and none of them is lost, except the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves." I have given them your word, and the world hates them because you do not because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I am not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so they may be made holy by your truth. I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who ever will believe in me through their message. I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. I have given them the glory you have gave me, so they may be one as we are one. I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as you love me. That you love them as much as you love me. That was important. I don't want to miss that word there. Gotcha. <laughs> Father, I want these whom you have given me to be with me where I am. Then they can see all the glory you gave me because you loved me even before the world began. O oh, righteous Father, the world doesn't know you, but I do. And these 
disciples know you sent me. I have revealed you to them, and I will continue to do so. Then your love for me will be in them, and I will be in them. Amen. Amen. Yeah, a little trouble knowing where it was going to end. Same here. I was like, I was following you verbatim this yeah. time right now, and I was like, wow. I was like, okay. Yeah. Some of it's very similar. Some of it was a little bit different. They just re- reorder the sentences, yeah. which is what throws you off. And uh, I didn't have Son of Perdition, uh, like when you had that too. And that wasn't in there. Yeah. Huh? How did it read in that? In that? That's verse 12. Uh, I, I remember laughing about last night when it was uh, like, uh, and he's like, oh, these guys I love, uh, except that guy. Uh, yeah. Like, um, where is it out here? Verse 12. Verse 12. During my time here, I protected them, the power of the name you gave me. I guarded them so that so that not one was lost, except the one headed for destruction. Ah, uh, okay. That's the scripture foretold. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, and so, you know, I, I that answers a question. It's not a not a real important point, I don't think, for me, was for Judas. But I think people have asked that question before. Did Judas go to heaven? You know, was he, you know, was he forgiven because he... Uh, I've got air quotes around this, repented. He went back to the priests and threw the money back to him and all of those things he did that way. Well, no, it says here he was lost. Um, right. They lost the son of perdition. He also, you know, committed suicide. He, you don't you know, repent to the world, though. No, you repent. To God. That's a very good point. Like, but you know. I've had people ask me right, that. Right, but that's I'll a very that good point. Yeah. yeah, you don't go to a priest. Whoops! So now we're going to get in trouble. Uh, and and repent. You actually do that between you and God. And I love what First John one nine says about this. And this blew my mind when I came across it. First John one nine. And I'm going to paraphrase, but it says, "Confess your sins unto Him, and He is faithful to forgive you." Or he's just to forgive you and faithful to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. So that's a very clear picture there of if you're in a situation where you feel like and you know that you've sinned, well, God's saying go to him. He's going to forgive you, but then he's going to take it a step far forward. Give him your heart, and he's going to cleanse you of that desire for that unrighteousness. That's cool. It's like, you know, you that's know. A, that goes with some of the, one of the things I saw here as I was reading this. I'm thinking Jesus is praying for these guys, and he's, he's, he's talking very highly of them. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he says they've kept your word. Uh, they they have known that all things you have given me are from you uh, and have known surely that I came forth from you and glorify them that they may be one, all the things he prays for them. And then I thought for a minute, well, these guys weren't sinless Mm-mm. when they were doing their thing. They were fighting. They were bickering. They were trying to figure out who the boss was. I'm better than you. You know, I'm going to sit at his right hand. I believe Jesus used the expression several times, oh, ye of little faith. Yeah, and, you know, anything that's not a faith is sin. You go right down the line. These guys weren't perfect, but that's not what God's looking for oh, is come perfection. On. Come on. Jesus is our perfection. And so that encouraged me because, of course, I don't I do not do everything perfectly, and I'm not, I'm not perfect, and I'm a disciple come on. of Jesus. And so I took this prayer personally. That Jesus was praying it for me. I, I want to bring up one little thing. Uh, verse 18, 18 jumped out to me from the uh, New Living. And I'd like you to read verse 18 again. Absolutely. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. I love that it put the word just. Just as you have sent me into the world. And it emphasizes that. God the Father is is sending us because of Jesus' prayer into the world just as he sent Jesus. 
we are not going in the world unarmed or unequipped or un, mm-hmm. you know, unprotected or un, you know, accompanied by the Holy Spirit. Or we're not going in the world any different than Jesus went into the world. And I think that's a big deal. That you know, I, I talk to people. So well, I'm just hoping that I get a little crack in the. You know, I live in the shed at the edge of heaven. I get in there. I just barely want to get in there. That's not the way God looks at it. God offers to us, um, as just as I was sent into the world, Jesus said, send them into the world. Mm. And that's, I don't know, that was that to me hit me as very powerful. Wow. You're, we're sent into the world just as Jesus was sent into the world. And, and when you look at it in many ways, you begin to see that. He, he, he lived and walked and died as a man. He experienced the power of God, but he did it through the person of the Holy Spirit. We know the Spirit descended on him uh, uh, when he was baptized. Mm -hmm. We know that, you know, the Spirit led him into the wilderness. We know that he had all this sort of inside information by the Holy Spirit living on the inside of him. And these are the same things that happened to us. We should, you know, have the Spirit of God leading us and guiding us. And, And I believe his desire is to do that in our lives. But uh, I don't know that we always, you know, always get that. But I just thought that stood out to me just as uh, was a pretty cool, very, very firm way of saying it in the New Living. That's that's really good. And I love because he follows up with the very next line is, and I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so they can be made holy by your truth. And I love that picture because it's like, you know, we, we're, we're a storytelling culture, you know, really – or storytelling people, and you know, you put yourself in some different stories, especially guys. Like you're in the war movie, you're in the rescue mission. Yeah. You know, I want to tell you right now, right. If, if you're a Christian, if you're saved and you believe in Jesus Christ, you're on the rescue team. All right, you're Come part. On. You're part of the rescue mission for the captives right now yeah. that are being held by. You no, know, so I say, those you have given me, that means there's a them. All yeah, right. Yeah. And our family, our eternity based family is some of them are still in the them and we're part of the God's rescue mission yes. to go get them. We're not like Pastor I was saying, we're not believers just like carrying our cross until we finally get home. Like we need to be proactive and and I I like other way he puts it. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice. Like the devil would love for us to be so busy or so beat down are so distracted, are so uneducated. Paul's very clear. He's like unbelievers and the uneducated when it comes to to the things of God. Like, don't be uneducated about who you are and what you're called to do because today God has an assignment for you. Mm, You know, today has, you are part of the mission of getting his son to people to set them free. Uh, That's really good. You know, what's interesting here is Jesus is focused on the mission, but... and he's, he prays, he does pray for himself. The first five verses are for himself. Then there's uh, six through 19 or four, these disciples that are standing there. And then 20 through 26 are actually for us, for, you know, the church. I don't just pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. And that's what we're doing, right? This is John, Come on. one of the disciples, and we're believing through his word. And so Jesus is praying for us right now. What's interesting here, he isn't praying for the world. All right. 
You know, he yeah. God so loved the world that he gave oh, his yeah, only yeah. begotten yeah. son. No, yeah, he says he's that. praying yeah. for the team. Okay. Yeah. He's praying for like, you know, yeah. the rescue team. Right. He's he this is a this is a huddle, so right. to speak, before the big play, the last play of the game, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And he is he is praying for the guys that are going to go out there and do it, not necessarily for the people who are going to be reached by it, but they're obviously being prepared for a mission. Right. You know, not just, you know, oh, well, I pray that you live in a nice house. Right. And I pray that, you know, your car works great all the time. And those things are important. And God cares about your house yeah. and your car and all that. But we have a house and a car so we can fulfill a mission. Come on. We have, you know, what we have has been given to us for a purpose yep. that we can fulfill things in life. And that's how people through the ages have done incredible generous things, you know, because they understood that their life was a mission and were able to do, you know, crazy things that people who are focused on, you know, on just a house or a car or living life or, you know, the clothes they wear, or the phone they use would m- never do anything like that because they don't understand the mission and who they are and who they're called to reach. Yep. So I love I love that, Pastor David. It is really good. And we can get lost and we get distracted. All the things I said before, in a great way, a great way to get realigned is get in your word, read your word, not for an intention, but for a revelation of who Jesus is. Paul writes that in, in Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3, that yes, if you need healing in your body, yeah, get in your word to get those scriptures in you to stir your faith up for sure. But another great way is, man, take some time and pray in the Spirit. All right, get yourself back into that perfect will of God. Put your full trust, because here is Jesus praying for us, and the only other way we can get God to pray for us is to pray in the Spirit. That's good, Because That's really good. Man, and you might be like, well, I know what to pray. I don't need to do that. Don't forget, Israel thought they knew what they wanted, and they cried out for a king, and they got Saul, and they chose wrong. So, man— I know I'm a father of like 800 kids. Like I got four, really. Nancy, don't be mad at me. I have a beautiful wife, full-time ministry, all this other stuff. I know it's like to be super busy, you know, and it's like you're it's like you're always firing with live rounds. And that's why in my life, I have to stop and let God pray oh for me. Oh, my gosh. Yes, you know? it's good. You know, uh, that, that whole picture, it goes with the other thing that's going on here. He said, where is this— uh, we see, they were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have mm-hmm. kept your word. Mm. Um, and now they have known that all things which you have given me are from God. That part where he started talking about the word, I thought, they have kept your word. The only way you can keep someone's word is if you know their word. Mm. And another reason why you've got to set aside, and we're, we're kind of preaching to the choir, because if you're listening to Morning right. Breath, you're doing it, but... How valuable it is. Maybe you haven't been around in a while, and we don't judge you in that. We understand getting busy, and we've all we've all missed times we had set aside to pray, to read our Bibles, to you know do whatever it was with the Lord, church, whatever it is. We've all done that, so we're not throwing rocks here. But we also have done the other side of it enough to know without it. I'm useless. Without it, Come I on. really don't have. I don't want to. I don't want to operate on fumes. Oh, amen. For those of you that understand what I'm saying, there, it's like when your gas tank is below E and the light's been on for a week, and and you know you've got to rock the car back and forth to get it started to slosh the gas around that's left. 
That's what I mean by running on fumes. David said, my cup runneth over. Come on. And here's what I think God's perfect plan is. God's perfect plan is not that we minister out of our fumes, that little bit that's in us or that little bit that's left, but that we minister out of the overflow. David said, my cup runneth over. David had more than enough. God had blessed him incredibly. That's how your giving's supposed to be. That's how you're, Come on. you know, every part of your life, you're loving, you're caring, you're sharing. The word means you should have enough of it in your life that it's overflowing. Come on. And the other side of that is the Bible says, going back to what you said, David, about the Holy Spirit is, out of our belly shall flow rivers Ooh. of living water. So out of the overflow is super important. That's so good. And I, I cannot get my head around this. So take the journey with me. The very last thing he says in the, the gospel from the disciple who Jesus loved the most is before we go into the crucifixion. At least that's uh, what John said he loved him the most. <laughs> right, before we're, I mean, <laughs> like, this is the part of the movie where things are still good. Now, come come the next chapter, 18, in comes yeah. the, the trouble. He's walking mm-hmm. away from this like he put a big period. We yep. did it, guys. This is it. In Jesus' name. Or, uh, you know, <laughs> and then boom. And he, this is what he says. I have revealed you to them, and I will continue to do so. And I love that, that if you are feeling distant from God, if you are feeling like you don't know who God is, that Jesus is still revealing God the Father to us today. He would then demonstrate the agape love on the cross, all right? He would he would demonstrate the perfect victory when the tomb was empty and the resurrection. So still when you go into your word, you're like, well, how can Jesus reveal God to me today? Well, the word became flesh. Mm. You see, you have to get into your Bible then. You have to have the Holy Spirit speaking in your heart as you read your Bible, and he will reveal the Father to you every day today the same as he did when talking to these disciples then your love for me will be in them and i will be in in them mm. so and that and that's really and a lot of people struggle with this but what it really boils down to is when uh, it is a uh, i one of my favorite things when when it, looking at this too is like when it says this in them now this is super cheesy and i'm not trying to burn all our time but when it's like um, trying st- to save me because I was choking to death, <laughs> right. but go ahead. Uh, so a Star Wars reference here for all the fellow Star Wars nerds out there. All right. When Vader fights, Darth Vader fights Obi-Wan Kenobi for the final time. And he says the thing, he says, strike me down. You only make me stronger because he knows what's in him is greater than what's in the world. And same with us as believers. Hey, you know mm. what? That crowd might reject me. Strike That's me down because so cool. who's in me is greater than what's in this temporary place that we're in right now, you know? So. You know, you know what that reminds me of is uh, every great story has this kind of picture mm-hmm. in it, where you know the the best stories ever told, somebody's walking away knowing he's done it, mm. and like at the uh, one of the things that bugged me was that movie uh, where the the big dude steals the rings. And, oh, oh, Infinity War. Yeah, and Infinity Endgame. Wars, and it ends with everybody just dead. <laughs> you know, it's like, that was not good. Everybody's mad as a hornet. Wasn't that good? But nobody liked that <laughs> all these good folks evaporated. Yeah. Everybody they knew evaporated, or, you know, one out of four, whatever yeah. it was, happened. You know, that is not a good ending. Right. <laughs> but the ending where he is, he, he, Jesus is walking away to a betrayal and arrest in the garden. Wow. 
knowing he took care wow. of his disciples. And even though it was going to be rocky and there was going to be some tribulation, he knew he had prepared them. And he knew that he was coming back to them in the person of the Holy Spirit mm. to hang out with them. He walked away into that garden, not nervous or fearful about what was going to happen to his disciples. He knew that he wasn't going to lose one because, except the son of perdition. <laughs> that guy. Right, yeah. Speaking of which, Nick, we're going to take a break. No, I'm just messing <laughs> with you, man. Nick's a great guy. We got to go. We'll be back and we'll talk a little bit more when we get back. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321 321- 783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Join Overlook Ministries on October the 17th at the Avenue Worship Center for the 8th Annual Overlook Fiesta Fundraiser. Overlook is a ministry faithfully serving East Coast Christian Center and Brevard County for 23 years, reaching out to the lost, homeless, and overlooked. The fiesta begins 7 p.m. on October 17th with desserts, inspiration, and community. Let's change the world one man at a time. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility, located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Morning Breath. Verse 11 says, I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are one. And I love that word keep there, uh, protect. There's a lot of ways you could look at that. But when you keep something, I have some keepsakes. That's the way the word is, is used, not like, well, just keep them. You know, here's five bucks, keep it. No, here's my, you know, my trophy from whatever, keep it for me, would you? Here's a, let's take it way up there. Here's my medal I won while I was in the service. Would you keep it for me? You know, I'm going to go do this. Here are the keys to my house. Keep them for me. He's not, he's not keeping us like, oh, yeah, sort of casual keep. It's the keep where you know something's precious, mm-hmm. something's valuable, 
something is dear to them, and you want to make sure that when they come back, you can hand it back to them at least as good as you got it. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, you'd think, I know a guy who kept a car for somebody, and what did he do? He redid the car. He had the car painted. He had the you know new tires put on it. He had a bunch of stuff done to it. So when they got back from the mission field, they saw their car and went, oh, my gosh. You know, they really kept it for him. And that's the way God wants to keep you because he loves you so much, because Jesus loves you so much. And uh, we got, we love you too. Isn't that right, Pastor Dave? Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, see you guys. Have a great day. See you, Nick. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.